0: Uh, in the meantime, one thing we do know is going to happen tonight is round three of the NHL playoffs will kick off Florida, Carolina. Um, I wonder what the networks are thinking. Florida, Carolina, Vegas, Dallas. How many people outside of those markets and even inside of those markets care at all? Like <laughs> if you're ESPN or, oh boy. But anyway, um, to me personally, the, the playoffs from the very get go have been a huge, huge disappointment. You know, I love the Bruins out. Love the Oilers out early, both of them, earlier than expected. That's my biggest issue. But not far behind for me and for a whole lot of people, and I hear about it all the time, um, is the seemingly ridiculous level of advertising for sports betting. If you've watched any of the playoffs, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's every single commercial break. Um, It happens during the game itself as the play is going. There's intermission segments. It, it's nonstop. It, it is... Uh, built into the fabric of watching a hockey game these days um and there's been big pushback on it too there's a lot of talk about limits restrictions even bans on this kind of advertising but our next guest says no 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 everybody's got to calm down here we're getting too worked up about this we're going to chat with dr michael norena an assistant professor of sports management at brock university uh doc thanks so much for joining us appreciate your time Oh, thanks so much for having me on. So this nonstop, this constant advertising—a lot of people upset, a lot of people saying this is dangerous stuff. You don't think so, right? You think we're having a little bit of uh,
1: overreaction? No, well, I, I think there is a bit of an overreaction. Now, that being said, I, I don't also want to be painted as the guy who says that for handling <laughs> ads are completely okay. But, 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 what a lot of my colleagues in, in academia and I'm a lot of folks out there—I'll I'll, I'll be honest—they they make a good point. Um, which is that there's a saturation of ads right now. And I completely agree with you, Shay. that, uh, you know, the way that you've characterized it, there's a lot going on right now. But at the other, like, sorry, at the same time, those folks are also saying, you know, the soul of sport is in jeopardy and, you know, sport is going to die a painful capitalistic death. I mean, that's a bit of an exaggeration. I mean, the challenge with sports gambling is it's relatively new, in this new world of single game sports betting in Canada, I mean, we've been betting on sports uh, as a society here in Canada, or uh, well, I should say, as a country here in Canada, for you know at least three decades. And if you want to really pull on the history, we can go back to 1867 when people were betting at the, their local fairs um, and on horses. So, like, we, we could go like as far back as, and even on the cricket games that we used to have back in 1867. But that's a story for another day. I think the challenge here is. How do we ensure that we have a well-regulated, responsible marketplace where folks are not pushed back into the shadows, but at the same time, no one's really batting an eyelash when Molson Coors has a commercial Mm -hmm. out about their new seltzer, and and no one goes, hey, look, there's another Tim Hortons ad about a new savory dish that's going to give me diabetes. I mean, we've sort of been desensitized as a society to certain sins, but we sort of glaze over and we glaze over some of them but then these new ones we go oh no no yep. that's the line and so it, it's it's pretty i'm being a bit facetious but it's, it's pretty ridiculous for some folks to say well sports gambling is inherently wrong i do agree that it leads to addiction and 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 harms but we need to have a regulated market and we need to have standards. We we can't have the wild wild west. But at the same time, we shouldn't say, "Oh, this is a stain on Canadian sport that is causing everyone to fall apart to pieces." If anything, it's creating jobs. It's creating. I mean, the advertisers, Rogers and Bell are loving life right now. Oh, sure. They've got they've got ad space that are being purchased, right? So, I mean, who, who you know, this is. There's an economic argument here in addition to the uh, morality argument.
0: Well, and, and you make a good point. When it comes to the morality argument, we sort of pick and choose, right? Like, we have said, hey, tobacco? No, no, we're not doing that anymore. No more advertising tobacco. Alcohol? Yeah, okay, we'll continue. You're right. It's sort of, there's, there's no clear, And is it addiction? Well, they're both addictive. So, I mean, we don't really have a clear line as to what's okay and what isn't.
1: Well, well, and then that's really what it comes down to. I'm going to be a little bit academic here, but it's called, it's our social desirability. And there is there is a social desirability bias by certain societies. Like, I mean, gambling is quite prominent in East Asia, as an example, and it's, it's woven into the fabric of that society. And so gambling ads would not necessarily be perpetrated or characterized as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas here in North America, again, single game sports betting, Truly, is, is has taken off over the last five years and here in Canada over the last year and a quarter. Um, uh, and so, you know, it hasn't really been woven into our social fabric. But again, yeah, there was a time and place where tobacco, and I don't agree with this, but tobacco was socially desirable. It is no longer deemed socially desirable. There mm-hmm. was a time and place where cannabis was deemed socially undesirable, and now it's deemed desirable. But so, you can't you know, advertise for it. Right. Uh, Absolutely. And, and so, but, but they're, you know, they're, I mean, THC versus uh, CBD. I mean, there's, there's certain, certain ways around that, but I, I think at the end of the day, now we're talking about sports gambling, you know, everyone is saying, okay, well, we need to go full stop, ban sports gambling, but yet at the same time, we're comfortable with Lotto Max and 649 ads and so you know what's the line on what is okay versus not okay and really at the end of the day because i'm, I'm kind of sounding like a complete neoliberal right now but what we are missing here is research and education a lot of what uh, folks on one side of the spectrum are saying is we've looked at australia we've looked at england sports gambling is wrong and that may very well be true but what i know anecdotally what i know from my research and what i know um from what i've seen in the space here in canada is that canadians like to gamble uh whether you're talking about online online casino whether you're talking about physical land-based casino whether you're talking about lottery um or in this case sports sports betting um canadians do like to gamble we need to do a much better job with our research and education because we're being very reactive to this conversation instead of being proactive to say, here's the data, here's decisions that we need to make accordingly, and let's go from there. And really quickly, while I have the mic. Alberta does a really good job with this, I'll say. You know, the Alberta government, over the last 10 to 15 years, has invested into what's called. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. The Alberta uh, Gambling Research Institute, it's a trifecta of Lethbridge, Calgary and, uh, and U of A. Um, and there are a lot of researchers at, at, at Agri who uh, work on this stuff. Here in Ontario, we had one of the most robust research and education um, arm's length departments, we'll, we'll call it our programs, up until 2019 when the government paused it and it hasn't come back. And so you can't say that we need to do things unless you have the research to support what it is that you need to do. So anecdotally, someone may say, well, you know, when I watch Hockey Night in Canada, it sucks uh, because I'm seeing all these ads and all these segments, but is it actually affecting the 15-year-old kid? Is it actually creating harm for a 27-year-old racialized uh, member of our society? Or is it providing choice to the consumer that they've so surely needed and uh, not pushing them back into the shadows where they're gambling illegally without responsible gambling uh, habits.
0: What, and I don't know if this, you can reject it soundly if you want to, what about the fact that we're actually advertising for um a vice, if you will, about the game during the game you know what i mean like there's that direct tie to the actual product that's being sold is part of the product we're consuming i mean it's it's different you can have a beer anytime but to gamble on this game you're watching the game right now does that tie make it any different does that affect it at all Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely does, and so I, I, again, I don't want to characterize myself as I'm very pro. Well, I mean, I am pro uh, legalized, regulated sports gambling, but I'm certainly against a few of the things that have been mentioned, including you know active athletes being a part of this. I mean, we, we lamented yeah, Pete yeah. Rose for years, I mean, Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame in, in Cooperstown because of yep. the fact that he he bet on sports. Um, and so for me, it's really hard to see guys like Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews. Um, I'm comfortable with retired athletes personally. Um, I, I think, you know, if Wayne wants to shill, if, if you know, uh, uh, George St. Pierre wants to show mm-hmm. out, I mean, that's, that's their prerogative. They don't have an impact on the game, but coaches, athletes, officials, that, that to me is, is the line that needs to be drawn. Okay. And I would also, sort of antithetical to what I've been saying for the last three minutes, um, is actually look at what they do in Australia and England, which is once the game starts, no more betting so so now this is an arbitrary number but you know 7 p.m 10 uh, sorry 7 p.m eastern i should say um you know 4 p.m pacific tends to be the standard this is when sports begins in north america um you know if 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 the crtc or the government of alberta or the in this particular case the government of ontario said no sports ads after 7 p.m eastern yes because that's when live sports that's when the
0: games are on yeah
1: Right, right. Like, I can get on board with that. That makes sense um, for many of the inducement issues that you've just brought up. So there are, um, there's logic to some of these pieces, but again, that is an arbitrary reactive decision to say, well, maybe there could or could not be an effect. We need to actually do the research to suggest or, or to find the evidence to say, yes, you know what? Bets go through the roof when. Sportsnet has a segment, um, intermission that, yeah, and everyone starts to throw money down. That's a problem. Okay. Well, that, that problem needs to be solved. But to say that there's a problem because this is something new. And something that we haven't experienced before doesn't necessarily make it wrong. It just means that we have to do the work. And right now, no one's doing the work. They're just jumping up and down with the pitchfork saying, you know, this is a stain on the soul of Canadian sport. And that's not true at all. And again, that's just one person's social desirability bias uh, overcoming, overshadowing another person's social desirability. Mm-hmm. bias. And at the end of the day, I personally want to give consumers choice and give consumers choice in a well regulated market not a marketplace that operates in the shadows.
0: Last one uh and I I, I don't know I, I had a lot of hope that this would burn itself out naturally because we were told hey listen that's because we just we just made this legal we just opened up this marketplace so all these apps all these betting sites are scrambling to scoop up all the customers before they're locked up by competitors and once that's done they won't advertise anymore. Uh they're still advertising. Is is there any truth to that and will we see this naturally sort of resolve itself doc?
1: Yeah. So, so that, that there are some folks that believe that that will be the case, but ultimately, um, you know, what we know from the research is that consumers aren't just going to settle with one ecosystem, it's okay. like everything else in, in our lifestyle. Uh, you know, I I've got Apple products and services, but then I also pay subscription to Netflix. Like I I'm in all these different ecosystems and I'm sure a lot of the listeners know what I'm talking about. And, and from a sports gambling perspective, You know people don't just gamble with one app they've got probably three four and the average is roughly around five if not higher and so you're still gonna see ad. I mean when Royal Bank gets a new client do they say okay we're gonna stop advertising now no they want to they want to take away uh, clients from the from the competition and so you know I I do suspect there will be some slowdown but there's also gonna be a lot more mergers and acquisitions that are gonna happen over the course over the course of the next three to four years it's a bit like cannabis where you know it was a wild wild west at the very beginning and eventually it's kind of smoothed out um in various jurisdictions at least i can speak for ontario in that respect but what i will say is you know in terms of the ad spend the ad buys you know all these sorts of things unless you put in the regulations unless you make them explicit um you know the market will when the market is free the market will do what it needs to do in order to continue to grow and so uh, and, and evolve and so uh, if we don't put in some of these you know 7 p.m guidelines you know active influencers active athletes mm-hmm. uh, guidelines um, and really quickly you know the marketplace is generating significant revenue i, I know we're short on time but ontario is taking 20 percent tax on net revenues coming in and we're talking you know millions if not billions yeah of for dollars sure here. so it, it's again we need to balance out the social desirability bias the morality argument but also the economic argument as well And more importantly, we need to take that 20%, invest into healthcare, invest into education for all the other things in our lives, but also directly related to mental health of sports gamblers, uh, educating our youth and our adolescents, and then we can have a nice responsible marketplace that you know where people aren't jumping up and down about the ads because we're, we've gone into middle schools we've gone into high schools and provided resources to the next generation so they know um what to be literate about it and and what what they need to know in order to uh responsible uh, to gamble responsibly excuse me
0: yeah i know some great great points doctor i really appreciate you being here today thank you